talk and you will learn. Yes. For there is nothing else. Are you all ready to talk today about cryptography? Come along quietly or not. You can have all the talent in the world and never get anywhere. Some farmers bait a hook and let you bite upon it. And now, without further ado, first episode. This is Planet Shivers and I want to welcome Abby Brayman, which is super cool to have you here for the first episode. Thank you so much for having me. And we also have Isaac Wilson doing producing on all the electronics, so gotta give him some credit too. So yeah, we'll start off with a little bit of sad news, unfortunately, which is that um, yesterday it came out that Bruce Bickford, who's claymation animator, passed away at 72. I know that you were influenced by him also, Abby. Yes, um, and it is really sad and unfortunate because that's very young. Um, and I remember when you sent me that link, I was like, is this really true? <laughs> it was really upsetting. Um, but yeah, I love his work. You know, I mean, especially I first heard about him seeing his work in the you know Frank Zappa music videos. Like, um, what's that song? Inca Roads, yes. yes, and um, yeah, and and Baby Snakes, um, right? That's yeah, he had a like, claymation and like, like Pandora animation. Oh yeah, too. yeah. It, like his his uh, style was always so unique because his camera movements were mm-hmm. like really kind of in depth for claymation, especially back then. Like he mm-hmm. like they would just you know it was very fluid. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I remember there was a section in Baby Snakes where it showed him. Doing it, they had the the, yeah. the I don't know what the, the correct term for the that clicker, is, yeah. but the clicker, <laughs> yeah. and um, yeah, just the amount of times that oh, yeah. you know, like the small amount he would move things, he'd have things going into one another, like just things turning to monsters oh, and yeah. eating other things. It was it was intense. Yeah, I remember he had a lot of that too in the in the Inca Roads with um, you know, there was all this claymation segment where, you know, he's playing the guitar and then it just, like, it keeps morphing into these other things and you're like, how do you yeah. do this? It was yeah. really cool. And then he had that movie, um, or no, I guess it was a short, it was it was Prometheus's Garden, I think it was. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was a really interesting short film. Yeah, I think, yeah, it came out in 1988. Yes. So it was, you know, pretty, pretty, when you look at, like, what came later yeah. with claymation, you know, from Tim Burton and on and so on. Yeah. Like, Bruce Bickford was, like, kind of ahead of his time in a weird way of, like, doing claymation that was a little bit horrific. Yeah, and, and he had his completely own style. Yeah. You know? Like, it looked like it was kind of, like, one person doing it, but it still looked really professional at the same time, mm-hmm. which was, I always thought was neat. Speaking of claymation, you are working on a short film that is animated. Is it all claymation? Um, it's actually, it's not really claymation at all. Um, I guess the term would just be, it's just stop motion animation, because um, we're doing all, like, foam latex and silicone puppets. Okay. Yeah, so, it's very expensive. <laughs> I can't even imagine. Yeah. And just so we don't go past it, the name of the movie is Cadillac Dust. Yes. And, um... Can you tell like what like the plot or how deep can you get into it? Um, so it's a it's a pretty short film. It's probably going to be about when it's finished, maybe like ten or twelve minutes. Okay. Um, but basically, without giving anything away, it's going to be just like a straight up realistic looking horror stop motion animated film, which there's not really anything like that that mm-hmm. I know of out there. I mean, except stuff that's being made by studios. But most people that are putting stuff out themselves 
they're not doing it like we're doing studio level quality and so um it's basically two friends go out into the woods with their classic car for a very grisly night's work and they basically converse about life and there's a lot of like juxtaposing elements but I can't really give away too much or else okay, it's no, going to ruin fine. the whole short film that's fine <laughs> yeah so like um, what part of production are you up to oh god we're, st- uh, we're still in the building phase because um, it's primarily just me and David Ernst who's my business partner um, okay. and he used to work on uh, Celebrity Deathmatch back in the day oh well okay yeah um, nice. so he's you know like it was, it was actually random that we found each other because we both live in the Poconos and I had no idea he was here and I was like we need to make a film um, and, uh, and and he also did Prometheus and Bob um, mm-hmm. f- from Nickelodeon back in the 90s and so it's basically just you know him and I are doing everything ourselves which is why it's taking forever but um, but yeah so we're still building everything mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah so we still have a long way to go but hopefully you know we're just trying to get more funding so we can hire people from the studio and then we can get it done a lot quicker Nice. How long have you been working on it? Oh, God. Probably, like, three years. I think, like, I wrote the script at the end of 2015, and then we started really working on stuff throughout 2016. Um, but, you know, like, all of the dialogue has been recorded, and, like, all that's done, thankfully. But um, but we're in the very, you know, meticulous phase. Are you are you going to be acting in a voice actor, or are you just behind the scenes? No, yeah, no, I'm not doing okay. that yet. I would be terrible. I'd probably ruin it. But um, we actually have two really pretty well-known actors in it from, like, the independent horror community. So we have Matt Mercer. He's he's the one character that... The characters don't have names. They're just known as the first man and the second man. So Matt Mercer plays the first man, and he's been in movies like uh, Contracted, um, uh, Beyond the Gates, and he also writes and directs as well. And then we have Chase, William, uh, Chase Williamson plays the second man, and he has been in uh, movies like John Dies at the End, if anybody's seen that. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, a movie called Sequence Break, and he was also in Beyond the Gates. But yeah, so um, that's all done. We we actually recorded that back in 2016. Um, okay. Yeah. So. Cool. Yeah. Cool. Do you have like? It's hard to say, but do you have like a um, a release date even in mind? Oh, or? you know, it changes every year because every year I'm like, it's gonna be at the end of this year, and then it's gonna uh-huh. be at the end of that year. But um, no. <laughs> um, basically, what we're trying to do is um. What I would like to do is get some money together and then hire a bunch of artists from Leica Studios. Um, and I already know a few who want to work on it, but we just need the money to pay them. And then so we could fly out there, rent out a space, build everything and film it. Mm-hmm. Probably would take about like six months right. with a proper budget and then have it be done. Um, I hired one artist from Leica Studios. Her name is Christy Becker, and she's been doing all of our character sculptures lately. Mm-hmm. Um, and so she's actually uh, sculpting the victim character right now and hopefully that'll oh, be okay. coming soon so so that should be something new to finally show because I feel like we haven't had any updates in a while but it takes a long time to no do. <laughs> I'm sure it does yeah yeah anything anything worth doing is gonna take a while yeah. especially if it's gonna look as realistic as you say it's gonna yeah, look yeah it's very time consuming yeah <laughs> no I imagine I, you did have a, like a short trailer no we don't or, unfortunately I wish we like, did was um, there like an ad for it or I don't think so. Like, I mean, I have, um, I have like, a, you know, like we have Twitter and all those pages, but I have like an online portfolio that I use on Cravato.com. Okay. Um, and then like you can see all of our progress on there. Okay. But we that's don't have, I wish we had a trailer. That would be nice. <laughs> that would probably help, you know, be, be helpful. But I feel like in order to even make a trailer, we'd have to get even farther along than we are now to mm-hmm. even film it. And then I feel like we'd already be almost done with it anyway. 
I feel like I could at least like your main thing is visual art and yes. painting. Yes. And um, you mostly do horror art or art based on movies. Yes. So how long have you been doing that? Um, I started painting. I mean, I've always been doing something since I was you know a little kid. But I started painting probably in 2010. Okay. I, I want to say I'm going to say that. Um, and then you know the the horror stuff really came from. Um, you know, I mean, I love horror movies, but it's mostly for fun and it's for practice because mm-hmm. I like doing that stuff. Right. Um, and then the stuff that I really like to do, I'm trying to, like, change my direction, and I've been working on this whole new... I call it, Like, it's, it's not a series, but to say series is easier to describe it. It's mm-hmm. also, you know, I'll, I'll call it a series, but, um, like, I want to switch from doing the horror stuff into doing this new stuff. Um, And I've been kind of, like, it's been in development since about, like, 2012, um, but I'm keeping it, like, way private just to avoid theft, because I'm, I'm very paranoid about everything. Oh, no, it's it's true. Yeah. Because there are artists out there that do stuff like that. No, I had an incident on Instagram. Yeah. Where, um, it was this, like, portrait I did of a woman, like, holding a globe, and somebody commented underneath of it. Like, they must be coming for you out there, Isaac. <laughs> <laughs> I hear it, too. <laughs> um, um, somebody commented underneath my post on Instagram, saying, like, you think you did this art, but I'm the real artist. And just, this dude was went on. Oh, my God. But, like, so it was, like, it was scary, but it was hilarious yeah. at the same time because he had such conviction. Yeah. So I filmed, like, a video of myself with the original. Yeah. Like, Just here to be like, is. here it is. Yeah. I drew this. You could see the pencil mark. Who did he think that it belonged to? No, he thought he was saying he did it. Oh. Yeah. It's like, well, where is it? Show it to me. Right. No, it was it was <laughs> very strange. Yeah, no, yeah. it just was this a weird dude. A weird just, dude. Like, oh. Weren't weren't we just talking about people, you know, being off their meds and yeah. that guy? Yeah. <laughs> like, oh. So I can understand being oh, yeah. paranoid about art thieves. I mean, like I Back in the day, you know, I remember I had an art show back in 2011, and this was when I was building up again, you know, to be like, oh, I'm going to do these series of paintings and then put them out. And mm-hmm. that's what I did back in 2011 when I started doing all the all the deer skull artwork right. that yeah. I do. And then so, like, that kind of started in 2011, and I started incorporating this other aspect back then. So, like, some people have seen it, and they know it. Mm-hmm. It's, it it's out there, but... I remember one time I made one post about it a long time ago saying, like, oh, I can't wait to start this piece because, like, it involves more than just... It um, It involves, like, found objects as well, but mm-hmm. um, somebody commented on it, and they're like, that's a great deal. I should try that, and I immediately deleted it, and I was like, nope, nobody's ever going to know about this right. until it's done. <laughs> right. um, so I'm going to keep it quiet until I have about, like, ten pieces or so done, and then I have okay. to just, like, release it the right way. Because, like, this is the artwork that I really want to do and that mm-hmm. I'm really passionate about, and it sucks that I can't, like, talk about it. Have, are you going to have a new show? I hope so. Like, I was going to try to, like, they have to be photographed just the right way. And then I want to mm. try to either submit to some magazines and maybe do, like, a convention or an art show, like, all at the same time. Just so that it's out there. And then I can have at least enough proof to be like, hey, I did this oh, yeah, first, right. you know. Um, yeah. But, yeah. As, like, stupid and paranoid as I'm sure that sounds. But, but that's just how I always do No, I, I do totally get it. Yeah. Because I've had, like... Either been like you know someone would come in and look at it, and then I'd see people like 
doing similar things. Yeah. And I'll, and I'll be the first one to admit, especially with my drawings, oh, yeah. that I take a lot from oh, other artists. Of course, artists too. yeah. Everybody does. <laughs> so, like, I'm not squeaky clean. Yeah, no. Um, me neither. But at the same time... But there are some people who just, like, blatantly rip shit off yeah. that has, like, you know, it's like, there's yeah. there's a difference between, like, a style and just completely taking somebody's idea. And it's yeah. like, you didn't think of that. Get out right. of here. No, <laughs> like, it, it, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I've had people do that with my writing, too, actually. Where, oh, like, really? Yeah, like, um, you know, somebody, you know, like, I would come out with a review and then somebody else had the same movie. And they would take, like, the same words that are even just, like, in the same sentence. And I'm like, that's... You know, like, three words in a row is plagiarism, you know? And I'm like, come on, dude, you know? And then, like, they would even admit that they were influenced by my article. So I was like, come on, yeah. think of your own stuff. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. So we'll do a real sneaky transition here. Sure. Because um, you mentioned your writing. Yes. So if, if I'm getting this wrong, correct me, but you write four or you are nightmarish contracts? Oh, no, I write four. Um, okay. My friend Shannon runs the site, and um, okay. so I'm just a contributing writer, but I gotcha. do movie reviews and interviews. Nice. Who? Yeah. What, what are some like fun interviews you've done? I actually did... Um, <clears throat> my favorite interview was probably with Frank Henenlotter. Okay. Do you know who he is? I'm not 100% sure. Um, he did... I know if you saw his, his work, you would know, but he did like the movie Basket Case and Frankenhooker. Okay. Yeah, okay. and um, Brain Damage. Um, and that interview was so fun because usually when I do interviews, the agent usually is like, you only have 10 minutes, so go. And then you're like, oh, God. And, right. uh, but he didn't even have, you know, like the, the, the agent always comes back at the end and kicks you off the phone. Okay. And his agent like never came back. So we just kept talking for like almost 45 minutes. Oh, nice. Yeah. And he was just really nice. And, and then I actually got to meet him because I went to a screening in New York for, to, to see brain damage. And, uh. He was just so nice. He's like, oh, I loved your interview. And, you know, we just talked about how he did special effects back then because, you know, he his movies were very low budget right. but awesome. And he did some stop motion too, so it all connects. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, it's super cool. Yeah. And um, on, like, the movie review side, how often are you reviewing movies? Um, It's been less lately just because I've been so busy, but I'm trying to get back into it. Um, usually maybe, like, a couple times a month. Sometimes, no, mm-hmm. like, no times a month, sometimes once. Um, but it depends. I mean, like, you know, it depends on when there's a film festival because, like, we get coverage of, like, everything. Okay. So, like, Tribeca's right now, so we've been mm-hmm. doing that. So then they keep flowing in. Um, I should write a review later. But, yeah, so usually when there's festivals or new new movies coming out, and then we usually just get screeners, and then we can watch them. Gotcha. Yeah. So I, do you go, like, with movie reviews across the board or more independent films, or do you do the big ones also? Um, we actually are getting bigger movies now which is great like Shannon has really great connections with like big studios now so that's awesome um but we do mostly do horror and independent horror um but it really varies now like I mean you know we you know we do like Pet Cemetery, you know like mm-hmm. that that was just really so like right. any of the big Hollywood ones now too I mean I guess that's not really that Hollywood but um close enough yeah <laughs> yeah have there been any lately that you've really enjoyed or yeah like um I just reviewed I just went to New York the other day and I saw a movie called Bliss, which was really awesome. Um, the director, his name is Joe Gigas, and uh, it had to do a lot with, with art and like addiction, um, but in almost like a kind of like satanic way. It was really neat. Mm. Yeah. Mm. So that was fun. Cool. Any movies you didn't like? You know, I usually, we usually get to pick the movies that we want to review. And I really don't like writing negative reviews because I feel bad about doing that. Mm. And, you know, it's not my job to shit on somebody's dream, you know? Like, uh, So I try to not pick 
the bad movies. Okay. Um, I mean, I have maybe written like one, like maybe three or four reviews total mm-hmm. that I didn't like, but I still feel bad, and I still usually write positive things. But I usually will just not talk about the negative things, and I just talk about the stuff that I like. Gotcha. But lately, I haven't really seen a movie that I reviewed that I didn't like, which is good. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I just... Um, did you ever see Mother? Yes. How did you like that? I liked it. Um, that's a movie that I only saw once and that I would like to see again, mm-hmm. but um, it's not my favorite of his movies, but mm-hmm. I definitely liked it. It's very intense. <laughs> yeah, I, um, Isaac and I actually, coincidentally, did just recently seen it. Oh, nice. And, um, yeah, like, it was, it was a trip. I know. It really was a trip. And I didn't get what was happening. Oh, yeah, there's like, a lot going on in there. Most of the way through it. And then when it kind of was, I didn't, I still didn't get it at the end. It had to be told to me, like, well, this represents this, that, and the other thing. Not to ruin it. That's okay. Um, it's been out for a while, so. Right. <laughs> and it just was, just blew my mind. But it's, a, to me at least, a very stressful movie. Oh, yeah. It really is. It's, yeah, it's, it's very upsetting, you know, and just uncomfortable to see how the main character is just, you know, and it's funny because I've. I feel like I've felt that before, you know, especially like when she starts, you know, she's like, don't touch my child and everybody's freaking the fuck out. And I'm like, I felt that stress to be like, you know, when somebody just keeps saying, no, let me just get in your life and do all this stuff. And it's like, get the fuck out of Uh my face. (laughs) But um, I totally relate to that. But I was told there was just like tons and tons of like Christianity subject matter that was just in that film. And Mm. I don't know, like a lot about, you know, Christianity. I know some things, but... Um, so like some of the references definitely went over my head, but yeah, but you know, I definitely, you know, there's, there's definitely that element of even just like this, like cloud of misogynistic, you know, feelings when you're watching that movie. Cause like the husband oh, yeah. is just such a shitbag. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, it, it really, like it's got a lot of levels. Yes. It, it really does. And it reminded me a lot of like how social media is nowadays too, you know, cause like, you know, he's like, well, I need to show my baby to the world. Yeah. And, like, do all this stuff and be praised. And, like, it just reminded me of just, you know, people obsessing over getting likes and shit on Instagram. And I was yeah. just like, oh, God, it just gives me anxiety thinking about no. that movie. <laughs> no, it is. Like, from the very beginning, when, like, the first couple shows up. Oh, yeah. And he, the husband's just giving them carte blanche. Yeah. Do whatever they want. Yeah. And then it just exponentially just keeps getting like, yeah. crazier it's like and people crazier. just start getting in your house and like like I've had stress nightmares like that where it's like people are just showing up in your house and it's like I live here now and then you're like get the fuck out of here yeah. it's very relatable <laughs> <laughs> oh. no yeah that was like I've only seen it once and I, I want to see it again yeah because um, it seems to me like there are these movies that happen yep and Mother didn't do good with the critics um a lot of people did like it, but more people slammed it. Yeah. I know that it got pulled from our theater here. Of course. Real quick. Oh, God. Um, yeah, I didn't get to see it in theaters. I think I rented it in, like, Redbox or okay. something because I couldn't see it. Yeah, like, it got yanked here, and it got yanked in a lot of theaters. And there's convoluted reasons why. I feel like the main reason was people went in expecting more of, like, a horror movie. Oh, yeah. And just got that. Um, but I feel like... As I was saying, there are a couple of movies that come along, and a lot of them are horror movies, that they are really good, Yeah. and they either get yanked, or they fly completely under the radar, yeah. and then they disappear. Yep. You know, and then you end up, a year or two later, seeing the DVDs of them 
out of print yeah. on Amazon and eBay for 80 bucks. I know. And then you're like, what the hell? Right. You know, I don't know what people were expecting, though, because that director did, you know, um, Requiem for a Dream mm -hmm. and Black Swan. So it's like, what like what were they expecting? Right. I mean, Requiem for a Dream is a very, very hard to watch movie. and It's very <laughs> upsetting. Um, so it's like, what did you think this, you know, that's what he does. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. No, it just like, it was billed like as a horror movie. Yeah. And People get really uppity about that, though. It's like, just enjoy it for what yeah. it is. There's this one horror movie that I did want to ask you about. Have you ever heard of Trouble Every Day? I actually don't think I have. It's French. Oh, and, and that um, means it's really going to be gory? <laughs> this one is not. Oh. There are French ones. Like, there's another one with Beatrice Dalian that's super gory. Oh, nice. That I like, too. But, um... Because <clears throat> I know most, most French horror movies are, like, they always go to the extreme, like, martyrs yeah. and... Yeah. Well, the other one like extreme was called Inside. Oh yeah, I like that I mean, movie. Yeah. They just remade it, and I actually reviewed the uh, remake, and it was oh, like, really? yeah, that was probably one I didn't really like, <laughs> but it was all right. I mean, you know, it's just you can't remake a movie that was that extreme. Right. It's not going to be the same. And they also remade Martyrs, and it's like it's not even yeah. close to being the same. No. Like partially through, I was like, no, I'm good. The original one? Yeah. 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 Oh, that's like the only movie that, well, one of the only movies that really makes me uncomfortable. Like, mm. I will not watch it unless somebody's over and they're like, do you want to watch this? I'm like, I guess. Yeah. But like, you know, I'm not just going to put that on while, right. I'm, while I'm painting or whatever. That's that's not a painting movie. No. <laughs> like, Trouble Every Day, French, um, same actress from inside. Oh, nice. And um, it's a cannibalism movie. Oh, I'm already interested. But it, it treats cannibalism like a mental disease. Okay. And you follow these two characters, Beatrice Dolly and um, Vincent Gallo. It's also oh, nice. It. And they're not, like, they have nothing to do with one another. You just keep bouncing back and forth between them. And as they're trying to, like, research a cure yeah. for this mental disease that makes you a cannibal. And, um... Beatrice Dolly's character is particularly interesting because, like, her boyfriend or husband is a doctor. Oh, wow. So he's a doctor who is researching his own girlfriend's disease. And he keeps, like, locking her in a room, but she keeps getting out and eating people. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> so, like, it's a fun movie, and um, it's just, like, weird, oddball, and I just stumbled upon it. Yeah, I've never... When did this come out? 2001. Oh. It was, re obviously, it was released in France, Region 2. So I couldn't play it. Yeah. So I ended up getting what I believe is either a Chinese or Korean copy of it. Oh, wow. <laughs> off of uh, Amazon, just so I could see it. Yeah. Because there were clips of it on YouTube that looked amazing. Yeah. And you're like, why can't I find this movie? Right. And I, it just didn't exist, you know. And it was either buy a Region 2 or a Region Free DVD player. Yeah. Which I've been fighting back and forth on for a decade probably. I know some people who have it and it's just, you know, they were definitely like this was the right decision because they buy so many movies and right. they're like, I don't even want to deal with not having one. You know, well, like I found over the summer, like there are even TV shows that I'm into yeah. that are American TV shows that just don't get released here, but they've been released in Germany or gotcha. UK. And, um, That's crazy. Why aren't they released here? Well, I like, really dug into it and the reason is mainly for movies um let me get this right so like movies whether it's theatrical or on like home video yeah have different release dates all around the world and generally the u.s gets things first and they don't want 
like people from here to be able to send movies to Europe or Japan or wherever. Yeah. So it's their kind of way of controlling it. That sucks. Yeah, it, it's it, like no, I get it, but it still sucks. That yeah, it's no, like it's, we can't get stuff that we want to see. It's a it's a grubby move. Yeah, on their it part. is. <laughs> like I have um, a Japanese version of Kill Bill. Oh wow. Which is actually fourteen minutes longer. Oh nice. Than the original. And when you watch it through, because like they have different rating systems than we have. Yeah. So the the movie is pretty different. Like when you're like if you're used to the American version of it. Yeah. And you see this like Japanese cut, which they bill as the director's cut. Okay. But it literally is just things that they don't censor there. Mainly, mainly violence. Yeah. All the um, I forget the crazy. The crazy eight, yeah. Um, crazy eight. <laughs> that whole thing is in black and white. Yes. Japanese version, it's not, it's in color. Yeah, you so know, it's like, a bloodbath. So it was just a bloodbath that had to be censored here. Which is, like, crazy, because what's the difference? Right. You're still watching You're it. still just watching it color. and experiencing it. Yeah, that's funny. So let's um, go back to talking about your artwork. Sure. Um, I get, like, trailed off really easily. So oh, that's <laughs> fine, so do I. Um, and we're both into horror movies, so it was an oh, easy, yeah. easy, road, lot to talk about, easy so. road to go down. Yeah. So a lot of your art that is out there is um, horror-related art. Yes. Based on movies. Yes. So now it's, I would imagine that you are painting things from movies you really enjoy. Usually, yes. Yes. Unless, like, somebody commissions me to do something, but usually I take the ones that I want to do. You know, because, like, mm-hmm. sometimes I get commissioned. You know, I've done book covers and all that stuff, but I get some commissions where I'm just like, you know, this isn't my strong suit, and I just don't want to do it. No. I, <laughs> I've, I've done, like... Yeah. <laughs> I can relate. Without yes. going into it, I can totally relate. Like, I've even got commissioned to do, like, styles and subject matters that, like, I've never even done. And I'm like, why mm. are you hiring me for this? But, I mean, I'll take it. But, you know, it's, you know, I used to be more up to taking stuff like that, but not really anymore because it's just, I'm not good at some, you know, a lot of things, you know. So it's mm. like, I, you know, I, you know, I'd rather stick to stuff that I know that I can do well. Now, like, I've been, like, before you came by yesterday, I was, like, looking through your stuff, and, like, there's even things here, like, you, you are very productive. Thanks. Um, <laughs> I try. Because, <laughs> like, there are things that I've even missed along the way. Like, I really like your the, Swamp Witch. Oh, thank you. Yeah, those, those internet algorithms are killing me lately. Yeah. I feel like they're killing everybody lately. Yeah. Because, like, you know, I have friends who, I used to see all their stuff, and then nothing pops up anymore. Mm. And then I'm like, are they even doing anything? And then I go on their page, and I miss, like, five posts. You internet, <laughs> but yeah, but that that painting was fun. I did that um, last July. I think I started it around Fourth of July last year, okay. um, and I had this like old antique frame that I got at the old Engine Works, and it was just sitting around. And I was like, I need to do a painting for this. And then I finally was like, I'm just gonna sit down and do it. Nice. Have you ever gone to the Blue Ridge Flea Market? No. Where's that? Oh, you should tell me all about it. Um, <laughs> it's in Salisbury. Right off of 30. Oh, oh, yeah, that's that one that's, um, it's been there forever, yeah. right? Yeah, see, yeah. I never get to go to flea markets anymore because I always work on the weekends. Oh, uh, okay. Like, mm. Friday is, like, my Monday. Gotcha. So I don't get to do anything ever. Okay. Um, yeah. But, you know, one of these days, I really want to go to that flea market again because I found some really awesome stuff there. Yeah. No, there's always, like, I always see frames there. Awesome. Or at least, like... Art that 
is this iffy art that you don't mind taking out yeah, of the Yeah, and frame. you can just throw the art away and, and give it to yeah. somebody else. <laughs> right, and you could just, you just pop it out of there and leave people a sell it to you for two bucks. Yeah. And you're just after the frame. Yep. And that's a good deal because like oh, some of these, yeah, like yeah. some of these antique shops, you know, some like that frame I think I got for fifty bucks. That's a good deal because it's big, you know, right. like that's a huge frame and it's heavy and it's good quality. But some of these frames that I see, people are charging like you know, two or three hundred bucks, but they're like, oh, the artwork in it is worth something. I'm like, no, it's probably not. Yeah, I don't think it's it is. Seldom is. Yeah. <laughs> to buy a new frame, if you were like, God forbid, go to Michaels or AC Moore. Uh, yeah. Sometimes I do. Unfortunately. You know, like you know, well, it comes down to that where yeah. you, you don't have a choice. Like what they charge for frames. Oh, I know, and like and like a lot of them are scratched or nicked, and oh yeah, and I'm like, what the hell are you charging this? It's like, what am I supposed to do with this? Right. <laughs> Odd Lot has a lot of frames actually, mm. and they're weird sizes, and they're usually pretty cheap. Huh. I'll have to check that out. Yeah, I always forget that Odd Lot exists, and now I'm like, oh, yeah, <laughs> I should stop in there and look for some frames. But they have like big poster frames in there. Oh, nice. Yeah. Or Walmart. Like, that's, you know, because, like, I have a lot of um, horror movie posters that are Love My 17, mm-hmm. and you just get the, the cheap ones that click in, but oh, they're yeah, really yeah. good. Oh, but, yeah, like, I like those. Yeah, but they're cheap at Walmart, and they're really expensive at AC Moore. Mm. The ones that you like, like this little one, like these kind of ones? Yes, yes, I love those. What are the what are the prices of them at Walmart? I feel like they're, like, under $4. Hmm. Because, like, if you go to, I don't, this is... This is silly talk. We might have to cut it out. <laughs> but if you do go to AC Moore, I normally work in 9x12. Yes. So my originals are 9x12, and I try to get prints in 9x12. It's always a hard frame size to find, I feel like. It, it is, but like they have like these pop-in frames at AC Moore, and um, they're two bucks. What the fuck? No, you should definitely check it out. Well, then I guess AC Moore is good for something. No, and like, I, I, you know, I don't want to bash them because that's where I usually buy all my art supplies. But yeah, but their frame section is garbage. But other Except well, for that. <laughs> other than this, I agree with you. Yeah. This little section is amazing. And it's something that I feel like they've not always done. Oh. With my stuff, and I think with what I could say with your stuff too, like that general run-of-the-mill wood just doesn't look right with everything. No. That would just be for like a basic like, you know, you're at an outing or an event and yeah. you take a photo with your family and you put that picture in there. That's fine, right. but not yeah. for not for artwork. No, <laughs> no, I feel like it just, it takes away from it. Oh, yeah. More and sometimes anything. the frame really is a part, you know, and like I, I love frames, you know, because like <laughs> usually I'll find the frame and then I do the painting. Because okay. it makes, you know, because like even I'm, I'm doing that big five foot one right now. Okay. With the with the uh, the woman is like pointing up, and then she has like a deer skull, mm-hmm. um, and then I have this huge frame that I bought when I was in New Hope, and it was like three hundred dollars, but it, it was this huge like gothic looking frame, and I'm like I have to buy this, right. and then I'm like, but what am I going to paint in it? And then the painting came after, but mm. yeah. So is that you generally do that? Usually, yeah. Painting? I mean, like for like stuff like that, or if I find a frame. Um, you know, because then I have to, you know, because, like, I stretch all my own canvas and I cut the canvas board. Like, I don't use regular stretcher bars. So, um, I usually just buy, like, big giant-ass planks of wood at Home mm-hmm. Depot. Right. And then, so I have to cut it and then size it for that frame, and then I stretch the canvas over it. Okay. Yeah. Takes a lot of, takes a lot of time. No, it's, it's cool, though. Yeah. Like, not a lot of people are still stretching canvas. Yeah, I mean, I, most artists I know don't even know how to stretch the canvas. I mean, that was, like, you know, when I went to... 
college for, you know, I didn't really go, I, I didn't go for painting. I had one painting class and I dropped it because the teacher was horrible. I'm not going to say who he is, but okay. um, the only useful thing I learned in that class was to stretch canvas, but most people mm -hmm. that I know who paint, they don't, they don't even do that or know how to. Yeah, well, that's where I learned it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, so. The one useful thing that I learned in that yeah. painting class. <laughs> I had a elementary school art teacher who was just like, she was like the devil incarnate where like she was mean to everybody and she actually like threw my artwork away. Who does that to second graders? Right. <laughs> like, and then like, you know, I remember we had like a, like a parent teacher meeting and she was like, I didn't do any of that. But like, I still have friends <laughs> who I went to elementary school with and she's like, she did that to me too. And it's like, what is wrong with these people? No, that's, that's rough. Yeah. So let's go back. To talking about your art. Okay, yeah, sorry. And, um, <laughs> I'm really bad at something. No, it's totally fine. It's this has been fun. Oh yeah. It's like, do you have like a favorite of yours? Like, I'm, I'm skimming through them here, and there are so many great ones. Oh, thank you. Um, I'm glad somebody likes my artwork. No, but um, I like the the Swamp Witch painting. I really like that one. Um, just because I feel like I finally am getting like proportions and shadows mm. and like you know like bodies you know like I've, I've been trying to just practice mm. bodies and trying to get that accurate and that's what I'm doing in my new painting that the, the five foot tall one because it's all nude and mm -hmm. you know like um which I'm glad I haven't been censored because I know some people who get censored on Instagram for stuff like that and like oh it's, yeah it's like ridiculous but but I mean you know there's 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 no nipples on it so that's probably why but um you mm. know so I'm trying to get like shading you know, correct with, with mm -hmm. body tones and lighting and all that stuff. And I've been using references lately and it, you know, and I, and I've always known that I'm like, artists always do this, you know, they'll, they'll have models and they'll use references and they, right. like, like they make their own references. So I mm -hmm. usually use a model, um, and it really, really helps. And, you know, nice. it's, it's funny that I've always known this, but I just was always too lazy to do it. Since I switched over, it makes the painting process so much easier. So I guess that painting, the new painting I'm working on that's five feet tall, I like that one a lot. And then um, I did a Shape of Water painting that I really like. Yeah, no, and that one fit so well with your frame. Oh, that yeah. You chose for yeah, it. that was a cool frame. I, I got that for free from a friend, actually, so that nice. worked out. Yeah. No, those, those like oval frames are always super cool. They are. Um, I like that one. And then that, that old school one that I did in like 2011 with the, the, the deer skulls getting married. Yes. Yeah, I like that one a lot too. Um, mostly, you know, like my, my original stuff I usually like better than the, the, the horror. Usually my favorites, the criteria for what, what, like if I pick a favorite is based on the technical ability. So, mm -hmm. like, if I actually was like, wow, I did that okay, and yeah. I'm, I like the way this came out, you know, because, like, I have some horror paintings that I'll probably never sell, but they're my favorite because I just think that they came out pretty good, um, yeah. like, as far as painting goes. Because, like, I did a painting of the the new Pennywise a couple years ago. It's, you know, that, that painting's just sitting around, but, like, it was blended perfectly, and it came out, like, exactly how I wanted it. But I'm like, is it ever going to sell? Probably not, but... I still like it. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, if, if someone fan of that fan of that movie comes along, yeah, in a way, oh, yeah. you get that fan. Oh yeah, they want it. You know, it's hard to even just get known on the internet. But I've even, I still have this this problem where like I can't get exposure, and I don't work that hard at it because I just don't I don't give two shits about the internet. But mm -hmm. I have to do it. You mm -hmm. know, like if I could have it my way, I would have no social media. But, um, but then like once I actually post some stuff when it's done I have like some pretty awesome people who come out of nowhere and they're like oh I've never seen your stuff before I want to buy mm -hmm. this so it's just about like like there's this whole trick to just getting your stuff known but I don't know what it is yet yeah no, <laughs> I haven't found it either yeah it's hard 
you know, because it's like, I always feel like you want to be progressive about pushing your stuff, but I don't like to be annoying either and push exactly. things in people's faces because I'm exactly. like, I don't, that's just not my personality, you know, because like, I mean, more more power to people who want to do that. And some people can do it without being annoying, but I feel mm-hmm. like if I do it, it's going to be annoying or whatever. So I'm just like, you know, I just, you know, you got to push it in a business sense, but I don't want to go overboard with it. It's tough. No, it is a fine line to yeah. feeling like a nudge or just not yeah. saying anything. Yeah, exactly. You know, it's, it's tough. It is. I'll spend 20 minutes putting tags on something. Oh, I know. <laughs> and it's like, insta-artist, insta-art. I know. Insta- it it takes like it. an hour just to yes. add all of them. What I've been doing lately is I usually just have the same tags, and so I just copy and paste oh, from the previous yes. one. But I just, like, figured out, I'm like, why haven't I done this before? And I'm, like, saving myself so much time. But, um, but yeah, it's annoying. I hate social media. But, yeah, we trailed off again, but that's okay. That is fun. Um, so you also inter, um, incorporate your art into jewelry. Yes. Um, I don't really do a lot of that anymore because... Like, those seem to sell well when I'm at conventions, Mm because people, like, you know, they see it, but, you know, this all goes back to the whole, like, I'm just not promoting myself the right way, because I've been just busy on actually working on stuff in the last couple years, so I've just kind of been like, I don't care, but um, they don't sell all that well, but they, like, I think they come out really well, because I I use resin, and I, like, blowtorch it and everything, so it looks Mm. like glass, and it's this, like, whole process, um... So, yeah, I mean, when, when they're actually, like, out in front of somebody's face, they usually do pretty well, but, like, over the internet, not so much. Mm. Like, they're just getting overlooked, or, I don't know, maybe they're not good. It's possible. <laughs> no, I mean, I, I think they're really good. Thanks. And, um, yeah, like, this, the, the frames of the necklaces, too, are super cool. Yeah, I like, compliment I love the little antique stuff. And you also do, like, holiday cards. I do do the holiday cards. Those are just so fun, because... Um, they're always just hilarious and they're like, there's always some like joke with them or they're like sexual and, um, which just makes them funny. But the, the Christmas cards always do pretty well. Every year I've wanted to make Valentine's cards and I always think of it on like February 1st and I'm like, fuck, I only have like five days to do this. But this year I was a little bit earlier and I did them in January. So, um, they actually did pretty well. I think that's also harder to, well, you know, what people tell me, they're like, well, you know, they're like, my mom wouldn't want a card like that. I'm like, but it's funny because my mom did. You know, she was like, send me the cereal mom card because <laughs> she loves that movie. And um, But it's also like I have friends who are my age who are moms yeah. who would want those, you know, because they're, they're horror nuts, you know. Like if I had a kid, I would want, the, you know, want a horror Mother's Day card. <laughs> right. But, you know. No, so that, that would be fine. Something different. Yeah. Where, um, where, what do you sell them through? Uh, usually just, um, I have an online store called, um, I use Store Envy. It's, you know, it's a site like Etsy, but they don't charge you for however many, uh, items you have for sale, but they just take a percentage when you sell it. Um, so yeah, so you can buy all my prints or necklaces or cards. It would just be, I think it's Abigail Brayman Art, store, like, dot Store Envy, something like that. I mean, if you Google, it should come up. I don't know. So now you and I also have something that I think is kind of fun in common. Which is drawing in front of the TV. Yes. I'm sure we're not the only ones who do it. I know. But we post a lot about it. I know. So, like, have you ever draw, like been working on a piece of art as you're watching the movie? Oh, all the time. <laughs> oh, 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 you mean, like, like, that painting? Yeah. You know, sometimes, I feel like I did that, I used to do that, but it's actually funny because I have some paintings where... I mean, I'll watch a million movies while I'm doing one painting, but I'll always remember one specific one for some reason when I'm doing certain, you know, mm-hmm. paintings. And 
there were maybe one or two where I definitely, like, I did a little Shop of Horrors painting, and I do remember watching that movie when I did that painting. Because um, back then, when I was doing those, I did that Pan's Labyrinth one, there's that the Xenomorph alien, and then the, mm. uh, there was the Little Shop of Horrors, Pennywise, and then Freddy Krueger. And I remember I did a lot of those. I remember one time, you know, when I was painting um, Freddy Krueger, the one movie I remember watching was Jeepers Creepers for some reason. So, yeah, but it's weird. But usually I don't do that anymore. For some, oh, Like, okay. I don't know why. Because, like, I mean, I've been very, like, I'm very seasonal with my movies. Gotcha. Like, I like to watch, you know, like, there's, there's only some Halloween movies that I'll only watch in fall. Because mm-hmm. I don't want to burn myself out on them, so I try no, to break them up throughout the year. I do the, the same year. thing with certain movies, yeah. Yeah, you know, like, and then it gives you something to be excited about. You're like, oh, yeah. I can't wait to finally watch this movie. Right. So, like, I just did that Hocus Pocus painting with the film reel. Like, I've been doing all those film reel movies, and um, um, I did not watch Hocus Pocus while I painted them. Okay. <laughs> I thought about it, but I was like, no, I can only watch that during Halloween. No, that makes that that makes sense. Yeah, I have certain like October movies saved for October. Oh yeah, too. That just wouldn't feel the same. Oh yeah, because like it has to be like you know chilly out with yeah. leaves everywhere, and there's got to be pumpkins outside to be like I need to watch this movie. Yeah, because then you get excited. You get and that and you know like it 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 does enhance the experience of watching the movie. It does. You know, because if you're gonna watch it all year round, I'm gonna get fucking sick of it. Yeah, you'll get sick of it. <laughs> it'll, it'll dilute the feeling you have in it October. Doesn't feel right. <laughs> it does not feel right. Nope. So is the film reel paintings? Is that gonna be something new that you're gonna be doing? More yes, um, I've been working on those since January, and it's funny because I haven't really been making a lot of art posts lately this year because I'm just not. I don't want to, sh- like, I didn't want to share those right. yet because I wanted to have a bunch done and then just release them back to back. So that Hocus Pocus one I did as, like, a little preview, and then that's for an art show coming up in cool. Los Angeles. Well, Pas- yeah, Pasadena um, at the Sugar Mint Gallery. I wish I could go. That would be fun. But um, I have a Jaws one, and I have Halloween and Universal Monsters. Those are done. And then I want to start a Wicker Man painting. I love that movie. Are you going for like a certain number of them? Yeah, because I only have a certain amount. Um, I'm going to try to buy more, but they're hard to find, you know. Um, mm-hmm. I got lucky with these film reels that I have now because my dad was a teacher at ESU, and, you know, mm-hmm. he, he worked in the media department, you know, back when they had dark rooms. And when, when he, re- yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, like when uh, he was going to retire, he just had a ton of these old films that he would use for his uh, media communications class, and they were just like stupid-ass, like, how, like how-to instructional videos or whatever. And, he, and, you know, he's like, do you want these? He's like, you know, you know, because I was doing a lot of found object stuff. That, you know, that was when I was starting to do that. And he's like, he's like, I think you could use these for your art. And I'm like, that's a great idea. So, yeah. yeah. So then, like, you know, the uh, film reel goes over the painting, and then it sits inside of the canister, and then you can just hang it right on your wall. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> so no, That's fun. Yeah, hopefully. I mean, you know, I'm, I'm sad that I'm almost out, but... Gotta go to that flea market. <laughs> yeah, if you're, if, if you're gonna find them, they could, could probably be there. Yeah. The one tip is go early. Oh, yeah, I know. <laughs> the earlier you go, the better. Oh, yeah, because, like, uh, weekends I work early. Like, Saturdays, you know, I'm I'm up at, like, 6 a.m. And, uh, but, but, you know, when I work is the exact same time that the flea market is mm. open. But Sundays I go in later now, so I might actually be able to okay. go in the morning and do something. Because, like, from what I understand, like, there are folks who get there like even earlier than six a.m. Oh my god! And there's like a lot of good deals. Like I know, like Isaac's father, 
has gotten some amazing deals. Oh, yeah. On, like, awesome. instruments and stuff. Oh, nice. Yeah. Sweet. Yeah, like a 1830s parlor guitar. The guy just had it out. It was like 10 bucks. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, because, yeah. like, I mean, some people just want to get rid of that stuff or they just don't know what they have. So yeah. they're like, here you go. <laughs> you know? That's neat. Yeah. So, yeah, definitely worth checking out. Yeah. Definitely worth checking out. So I think we're going we're gonna to wrap up here. Sure. But this is super cool. Oh, yeah. Um, this, this is really fun. I would definitely, you know, I mean, if you want to talk to me again, I would just love to oh, no, definitely. talk about we're anything. definitely going to have you back. <laughs> Yay. This was super fun. Um, remind me again on your website where people can go to find some of your stuff. Today. Yes. Um, so I guess I need to make an actual website. I'm trying to, but I'm saving it until I have those paintings done. But um, So Instagram... My name on Instagram would be it's Abigail underscore Brayman underscore art. Okay. I regret making it that long. <laughs> um, and then on Facebook, you know, you can just type in my name. It'll pop up. And same thing with Twitter. If you want to use Twitter, I rarely use that, though. But if you want to follow uh, reviews, I mostly do the reviews on Twitter is what I mostly okay. do for that. Um, and then, you know, usually Cadillac Dust, you can find that. If you just type in Cadillac Dust to Google, it'll come up. There's also cool. a song called Cadillac Dust from one of my favorite bands, okay. um, which is actually where I got the name from because I asked if I could use it. Nice. But the song and the movie have nothing to do with each other, and I think we that was brought up before, too, with the with the Frank Zappa song, which I think yeah. is funny. And I'm like, everything connects to me. It's great. Um, but, yeah, so, I mean, if you just type in Cadillac Dust to Google, it'll, it'll come up. Um, but we have a Cravado portfolio, which is online. So if you type in to Google Cadillac Dust Cravado, it should pop up, and then you can see all of our progress on there. But Cadillac Dust is also on Twitter and Facebook. So I guess Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. <laughs> okay, well, yeah. cool. And the, and the website to buy prints. Oh, yes, yeah, sorry. Uh, it's Store Envy. Let me actually look it up, because I have it on my... Okay, I have it in front of me here. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, so it's... AbigailBrayman.store.envy.com Yes. Yeah, because it's, you know, because, like, I thought it was store envy, but there's only one E there. Yeah, they, <laughs> they share the E. Yes. So, like, you know, not to confuse folks. Yes. Just spell it out. Well, Ari Brayman, thanks for so much for being on the show. Thank you so much for having me. No, you're welcome, and we'll have to do it again. Yes, this was super fun. <laughs> cool. Thank you for listening to the Planet Shivers podcast. This production and others can be found on iTunes, SoundCloud, and archives.org. It can also be found with video content on the Albert Shivers YouTube channel. You can find even more content on Facebook at Albert Shivers Visual Artist and on Instagram at Albert Shivers. You can find Isaac Wilson's work on Instagram at when in Zen. That's when underscore in underscore Zen. Thank you again for listening and don't forget to like and subscribe.